Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hello, everyone. I'm Sharon Reed in for Dr. Rashad Ritchie, and this is Indisputable. And joining us as co-host today, the Honorable Mayor of Enfield, North Carolina, Mr. Mondale Robinson. You look good. Marriage looks good on you. We should say congrats, Mayor. I know you're just back from your, your honeymoon. And you're just in time to discuss, commentate with us today. So thank you and congrats again. Let's get right to it, Mayor. There is a conviction, Tori Lanez rather, Meg Thee Stallion. This long anticipated trial now reaches a conclusion. Tori Lanez found guilty in the shooting of the rapper Meg Thee Stallion after one day, just one day of jury deliberations. After a two week trial, the jury found the rapper guilty of assault with a semi-automatic firearm, gross negligence and carrying an unregistered firearm. Lanez facing a maximum sentence of 22 years in prison. His sentencing hearing will take place early next year, January 27th. 2023, it is scheduled for. Meg's testimony was likely the key factor in this decision, the guilty verdict on the first day of the trial. She told the court she suffered suicidal ideation since the shooting, like in the fallout of naming Lanez as the shooter to torture. I can't even be happy. Meg told the court, I can't hold conversations with people for a long time. I don't feel like I want to be on this earth. I wish he would have just shot and killed me if I knew I would have to go through this torture. That from site Jezebel. Meg told the court, Lenez made several attempts to apologize for the altercation in the days after the shooting, even trying to bribe her and Harris not to speak of the shooting. I can't go to jail, I'm already on probation, Megan recalled Lanez pleading that night. She added that he told her and Harris, I'll give you a million dollars, don't tell on me. Harris too hinted at Lanez offering them money. Multiple gossip sites also in on this. In the worst way, some would argue, depending on what side you're on, we're just on the side of truth here, they say, well, they doubted Meg's claims, misreported the verdict to their followers. Who else do we know who behaves like that? In the lead up to the trial, famous vloggers would also badmouth Megan. Let's take a listen. But what I can say, I got some theories too. But what I can say, I'm finished with these, and I don't like that girl. I'm, I'm, Meg, I'm, I can't, I can't, I can't. I can't. You told Gail King you didn't fuck them. That, we that, all, that, we that all know you. We all know you fucked them. And then they showed us video of Megan crying in the ambulance, child. 
Wait, 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 it's like body cam footage? I don't, I, I don't, it must have been. Because you could see her, um, they didn't say body cam. I don't know how they obtained it, but you could see her in the damn bed. And they're going to play a small clip. She's talking about, <laughs> Bad for Megan, because Megan's coming out saying, you know, I wish that she did. She wished that she did pass away that night if she had to go through all of this. Which, knowing an Aquarius again, I feel bad for you, girl. But are you using this for sympathy? Are you trying to make us feel bad for you? Because you know something too, Miss Megan. Because the thing is this, like, I, you know, if Megan is lying, you know how bad this will be for her, right? That wasn't it. Uh, her her fellow musicians, uh, heavyweights in the music industry also piling on 50 Cent, comparing Meg Thee Stallion to Jussie Smollett. Again, Lynette's found guilty. Damn, I'm confused. All this going around, I don't know what to think. Laugh out loud. Drake, still at it, 21 Savage, we told you about this one, would also call her um, <laughs> out in a rap song. There you see the lyrics, uh, lying about getting shot, but she's still a stallion. Shorty say she graduated, she ain't learned enough. Play your album track one. Okay, I heard enough. Chivalry at its finest, but oh wait, there's more. Let's let the ladies get in on it. Nicki Minaj, a real one, right? Accused Meg of lying, made fun of the situation. What was the last sighting of Bigfoot? Nikki, in with several fellas. Mayor, this, this certainly seems like a coordinated effort to undermine and belittle and berate. And a woman who says, okay, first she's shot, and then she admits to suicidal ideation, okay? Life's not going well for her right now, and she is the victim. Why is this happening? Why are they doing this? I listen. I, I think it's just watching um, that montage is is actually hard because it, it plays into something bigger. Um, I, I, all I could think about all the women who have not reported uh, their rapes and why they have not. Um, Meg Meg saying that she feels uh, or she's having thoughts of suicide. Um, this is not about wanting people to feel sympathy. You should feel sympathy for anyone who's been shot that is the victim. And then on top of that, to hear people, men and women, black men and women uh, come at her so hard. Uh, this is this is, this is is the machination of self-hate, if you ask me. I think um, the, the tragedy of what I see is uh, we, we see someone and people try to use her original statement as reason to doubt her. But it, I mean, it's commonplace. You can ask any any law enforcer at any level. People going through traumatic experience usually have a different story after they've had time to sit with it or calm down. Um, and her reasoning was sound on why her story changed. She's in a car, white officer pull up with his hand on the gun, black man in her car with a gun. Absolutely, you're nervous already because you know America has showed you what usually happened in that situation. She's already been shot in the foot. She definitely don't want to experience death or anybody else in the car to experience death. I feel tragic about the situation. And even in even in uh, the jury getting it right, even though it seemed like uh, these other rappers and these bloggers were trying to control the court of public opinion, uh, the jury seemed to have got it right and convicted Tory Lanez and, and uh, his arrogance. Uh, was on display the entire trial, uh, or leading up to the trial. Um, even putting out an album bashing Megan, um, knowing that he had, you know, carried out this this horrible act. Now that he's been convicted of, I am I am I am super excited 
um, not to see a black man go to jail, but to see justice for a black woman, which usually don't happen in this country. I mean, as you see what's happening, it's so easy to doubt to doubt that a black woman could be hurt or that she could be honest, honestly going through some psychological issues as it pertains to life after being shot. And then people accusing you of being a liar, even though the evidence of it, it happened. Yeah, and you know, Lane's, these were his actions, right, that night. And this is why, yet another example of why we say that the black woman is the most put upon. We are supposed to help everyone, feed everyone, comfort everyone and give cover apparently to everyone, even in these circumstances. And if you don't somehow in this rap world, but I, I think it translates to real life mayor that you don't have this street cred. Why didn't she cover? Why didn't she lie for him? It, you know, By the way, it was the state versus lanes, right? But she should have shut up and just taken it. Is this about street cred? Yeah, I think it, to me it's it's ridiculous. First of all, uh, anybody believe that um, there's there's some street credibility to any rappers um, misunderstanding of Hollywood and 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 the music industry in general. These are not street people. I mean, this is this is a business. Megan's job is rapper, not drug dealer, not the. I'm gonna start talking about Drake too. Okay, street cred. Okay. Yeah, Drake. Drake. I mean, you know, I, think I love Drake, him, but yeah, him him weighing in is. I, I'm kind of confused on why he would. Uh, way in, and if I was and if I was 21, I would have had something to say about that. You, you, him, I understand the connection between him and Tory Lanez. They're both from Canada. However, you piling on a black woman uh, in this way seems absolutely uh, like missing the cue. Your fans, Mr. Drake, before you became Mr. International, were black women. It wasn't black men riding around listening to Drake music. Um, so the idea that you came at Megan this way is kind of confusing and baffling to me. It also shows at at the rate at which black women who are living at the intersection of racism and sexism, sexism every day have to deal with people they support and build because they made his career, um, how they can be backdoor just like this at any moment. Yeah, and we'll move on, but before we do, I want to get your comment on this. Okay, disinformation, I don't know how this is any different than Trump. Okay, you're deliberately, I don't believe they got it wrong. They're deliberately misreporting the facts here. But also, why are the voices of you know disinformation, misogyny, attacking this woman? Why are they so much louder than anybody else? There's not, hello, can I get, can someone? Beyonce, someone, and I love Beyonce. I'm not trying to put her on blast, but I'm just, can I get a loud voice here that will say, knock it off? Yeah, I, I think, I mean, you know, for years, people, um, you know, a lot of people outside of black women have criticized Janelle Monet for how black women get treated and her, like standing up 100% for black women and being unabashed about it. And I think right now, you see why you need defenders, a loud voice, like you said, to stand up for black women because it's so easy, even in a case where this woman is not wrong of anything and she's shot in both feet, um, as, as verified by a surgeon from uh, Sinai. This is, this is unbelievable that you have people that are trusted messengers, supposedly like academics, DJ academics, coming at Meg with, with like you said, false information. This ain't even uh, like confusions reports, yeah. these are lies. And I think, I hope her lawyers got time today after this trial to go after some of these people like academics who have Joe Budden, who has a far reach that are spreading misinformation. We saw Alec Jones get charged for his lies about what happened to the families of uh, Sandy Hook. That part. I hope the same justice is available for Meg Stallion. 
Yeah, I do too, and then you may be on to something. Let's go through those trials. Let's hear people have to get on the stand like you have to do in a civil trial. You can you can be quiet in a, in a criminal trial, but a civil trial, you have to tell the truth or sit there and defend your actions, your words. So I hate it for her mayor, I'm sure it's not the last of it. And who knows, maybe I'm missing that voice. Maybe I overlooked that voice who will speak up and tell the truth about this woman and what's what's been done to her. Uh, let's move on because the Texas governor, um, you know, I don't know. Um, I believe he's Christian. Uh, I believe uh, he celebrates Christmas and Christmas Eve. He sent a uh, well a gift to Vice President Harris's doorstep. Um, we're talking about Greg Abbott, as we said, at it again. And this time, um, the governor uh, sent to. Her residents, migrants from Texas. It's something that he's used before and he pulled it out of his playbook again. More than 100 migrants from Texas, including children, were dropped outside the vice president's residence in sub-freezing temperatures on Christmas Eve. Humanitarian groups gave them blankets, warm clothes, food and shelter. All right, so there they show up in DC, you know how cold. It's cold all throughout the country, but in DC, Christmas Eve, this is certainly not the Christmas spirit, but it's what the governor's done before. 140 people on buses came from locations all throughout Texas, cited a statement from the White House, NBC did, blaming the Texas governor laying right at his feet. Here's a statement from the White House, let's put that up. The governor, Governor Abbott abandoned children on the side of the road in below freezing temperatures on Christmas Eve without coordinating with any federal or local authorities. The political games accomplished nothing and only put lives in danger. That from the White House spokesman. Abbott has been putting migrants and asylum seekers arriving at the southern border on buses and sending them to cities, including Chicago, New York, and Washington since April. We've covered it here on Indisputable. In September, under his direction, two busloads carrying more than 100 migrants arrived at Harris's residence. So there it is, Mayor. I, I get that. We perhaps have never been in a more polarizing situation in this country. But to use children who already, they have nothing, right? That's why they're coming here. To use them in this way, who is he? And I really mean, I need your wisdom. Who is a man who does this? Yeah, I mean, listen, you started out in the in the perfect context, and I think it's important that people understand this. Uh, you said, I think he's a Christian. He is, he's a white, and white Christians, their studies after studies show that white Christians tend to be more racist than non-whites, uh, non-religious white folk. This is the most racist group in our country. So Sean, seeing this white man and all of his privilege and all of his power to run a state as large as Texas and have all those resources being employed against brown children, black and brown children at the southern border in this manner. Some of those people, some of those kids showed up with t-shirts on in negative, negative degree weather. Uh, th this idea that this is what you should be doing on the eve of Jesus birth. Uh, speaks to what nationalism and white supremacy have in common. And it's the, it's the benefit 
and the betterment of white people and it stops at that. And I think this 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 governor just showed that it's in his DNA to show up and continue to show up in this manner. From the spring through the summer, through the winter, they continue to send these vulnerable people, the most vulnerable amongst us, which the Bible speaks against doing harm to, to these most dangerous climates without contacting federal or local. But for people at the border warning other folk in Washington DC and New York that more buses are leaving the Texas border. These people would have been sitting out there freezing literally to death. So um, I think I think when you ask who is this man and you're being genuine and then you start off saying you think he's a Christian, it tells us all we need to know about white Christianity. Also, we need to remember that it is, this is the tradition of white Christianity in this country. Coming to uh, you know what they call hanging ceremonies where they would hang black people and pick parts of their body in their Sunday best, led by prayer and their preachers uh, cutting off body parts, taking them home as souvenirs or bringing them to church the next day as they used to hang people on Saturday. I think this is the tradition of white Christianity. So yes, that is who he is, a white Christian. Yeah, and you know, I was going to ask, but you you've given us the historical context. You know, do you get up and go to church on Christmas Day after this? Apparently, it's okay for some people to sit in the pew after doing this the night before. It is reprehensible. Let's let's move on because 45 gave a Merry Christmas wish. Social media. He's not banned everywhere and he decided to give another unhinged, shall we say, a rant, um, political stunts. Mr. Trump um, posted wishing his political enemies a Merry Christmas, you see it there. <laughs> I mean, what else do you say? Merry Christmas to everyone, including the radical left Marxists that are trying to destroy our country. The Federal Bureau of Investigation that is illegally coercing and paying social and lamestream media to push for a mentally disabled Democrat over the brilliant, clairvoyant and USA loving Donald J. Trump. I, I'm not gonna read it all, Mayor, and there's more and we'll get to that because this thing where he's, you know, Bob Dole used to speak about himself in the third person, and that was okay, right? You know, Bob Dole, and you know, he, because of his injury, he would hold up the whatever. This is something other than that. No, I mean, yes, what he's saying is ridiculous, but this self praise, adoration, it is. Saddam Hussein esque and Putin esque, and it's just like this. This is a special fabric of a person. Yeah, you know, I, I think um, I think the difference in Saddam Hussein and Putin is that they these two understood government and the power um, that they could will. I think Donald Trump is just a sick individual in the sense yeah. that uh, in the sense that he honestly uh, is projecting. This is a person who has never been accepted for himself. It, uh, he lies. Uh, about everything as it pertains to his life, um, and and um, now he can see the future and talk to dead people as that he's clear, he's clairvoyant. So um, this idea of you know this this he's a he's a U.S. loving president, your favorite president as he called himself, talking in the third person. He's unhinged. It's absolutely true. Uh, the the idea that you name your social media site Truth Social, and then you, when someone retweeted it or reposted, it's a retruth. You're you're trying to make people believe that all your lies are truthful because you said so, not because they are. And I think mm -hmm. this is a continuation of that behavior. Donald Trump uh, has long been unhinged. We saw this uh, if you follow Donald Trump. Well, unfortunately, I'm one of those people that have like 
that's a nerd about like racism and racist. Donald Trump's history in, 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 in the world is just that, his first apartment building that his dad gifted him. Uh, he refused to let black people live in it and he pursued for that. And then as we know what he did to the, uh, the gentlemen who were not guilty of the murder in, 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 um, in the park. And, and I think we just we just continue to see Donald Trump being Donald Trump, uh, unhinged without any 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 um any any facts to back him up. But I know I know all of this tweeting seems like Donald Trump understand what's about to happen to him. He understands mm-hmm. I'm running out, and he's in serious trouble. Yeah, I, I agree with you um, because as he becomes more aware of what's coming down the pike, he becomes more and more unhinged. I think you're absolutely right. This is a man who, up until this point, this advanced age in life, has not been held accountable. Okay, beyond his normal white privilege, has never been held accountable. And yet he's still tweeting out. We'll give you the second part of his his ramble. Can we just call it a ramble? Where he talks about the fact that he declares he has total immunity. Very interesting because until recently the political hacks and thugs of the highly partisan January 6th unselect committee were seldom talking about your favorite president, me, as it related to the protest on election fraud. (laughs) Number one, as president, I have total immunity. Number two, I did nothing wrong. Um, I was gonna ask you, do you think mayor he believes he's done nothing wrong? But I don't know that it even matters. I don't know that it matters, does it matter? It, it absolutely does not matter, but he, I think he, 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 I think it's the exact opposite. This is just projecting more. Donald Trump knows that he's done something wrong. He was told, we found this out in the documents that were released 800 plus pages from the report from the January 6th committee that Donald Trump knew well before his riot on January 6th that he caused that he lost the election. People around him told him there was no fraud. He still went ahead with it. We saw what what their plan was even before even before uh, the election happened. They had already said they were going to claim fraud. So we know Bill Barr even told us that, and he was a Donald Trump loyalist. Bill Barr even said that they had a plan before the results were in that fraud had this was going they were going to be their story. So I think Donald Trump, like I said, is projecting. He understands that he's in trouble. Also, someone needs to remind him that he's not president. So this total immunity and I. As president of total immunity is absolutely hogwash. On top of the fact that even when you were president, you didn't have total immunity. So I think I think this idea that I'm above the law plays into this idea that Donald Trump always wants to present himself as a mob boss. Um, and unfortunately, the, the the gig is up. Yeah, um, and we know something about mob bosses. We'll move on, but I, I want to just get one more comment from you because can a person who behaves in this way um, do they ever have Anyone's loyalty, because it strikes me, okay? The daughter who he's so close to, Melania with the jacket that I don't really care, do you? <laughs> you know, the Bill Barr who you said, and I really want these people to go away and stop trying to rewrite history. You were right there, you were complicit till almost it went off the cliff. Um, but anyway, maybe that's just my commentary, Mayor. Quick answer, um, does a person who behaves this way ever have someone's uh, Undeniable, undying loyalty. I mean, we, we saw so many of his people flip, jump ship, um, and he thought he thought giving pardon to some of them or offering or dangling in their face would be enough. And we still saw those people testify hours and hours of testimony from those people he tried. He thought were lawyers. So the answer to that is no. Wow. 
Mayor Mondale Robinson, your voice is an important one. Love having you on the show as co-host today. I'm Sharon Reed in for Dr. Rashad Ritchie. This is indisputable. We're right back. This is indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed in for Dr. Rashad Ritchie. Co-host today is the Honorable Mayor Mondell Robinson, Enfield, North Carolina. How cold is it today, Mayor? It's pretty, it's pretty chilly out there. I'm, I'm afraid to go outside, so I'm just gonna sit in the house and look at the cold from the window. Well, that's it. It looks good on you, a newlywed mayor. So we appreciate you being here. I don't generally like these year-end countdowns. It's like get, a, get on with it, except for this one. Turks and jerks. It's that time of year where, you know, we're almost to the end of 2022. So let's crown the best and worst people, shall we, of the year? A lot of people to choose from, a lot of people to choose from. And we're giving away Shop TYT prizes to 20 random people who participate in our jerk of the year poll. 23 people who vote in our Turk of the year poll. Go to tyt.com slash polls and cast your vote for a chance to win. Join Jen Gunger, Anna Casper, David Schuster, Brett Ehrlich as they crown the Turk and jerk of 2022. It'll happen this Thursday, 8 p.m., 5 p.m. Pacific, tyt.com slash live Turks and jerks. Uh, Mayor, I do wanna move on, but quickly, is there anybody that, that pops out in your mind the best, the worst this year? Kanye. Mm, yeah. I mean, this yeah. is a gentleman, yeah. you know, a gentleman who said slavery was choice for us. Our <laughs> and then he went on to bash Jewish brothers and sisters. So I think Kanye is uniquely a, a, a high ranking 2022 jerk. Yeah, we gotta, he's gotta be on the list. Okay, that's a no brand. He's gotta be on the list, Mayor. Uh, travel, a lot of people traveling. I know you said you got back, Mayor, uh, okay from the honeymoon. People were stressed out, some more than others. Um, but is this the way you behave? I wish a Karen would. You wanna call the police on them for having a barbecue on a and Sunday? You're gonna feel Back off! I've had trouble with African American men threatening my life. Karen, very loud. By the way, that went on for a minute and 26 seconds, okay? Very loud Karen in Austin, Texas. Something about a connection, luggage that perhaps is not where she needs it to be. Um, 
This um, this holiday banshee, Karen, allegedly um, haunting the airport, as we said in in Austin, Texas. While so many people were just you know watching, enjoying the show, or perhaps horrified. It's hard to tell um, since the focus was on her. But I want to really take a close look at this, okay? Because she's so close to these gentlemen. They can smell her breath, I'm sure. They can see her nose hairs, okay? And she's screaming so loud and at such a pitch that her vocal cords, it feels like her vocal cords are gonna pop here. And I have a question, Mayor, and I'm, I really, I don't believe in violence, but I want to know based on everything else that I see, why wasn't she tased? Why wasn't she tackled? Why was this allowed to go on for a minute 26 seconds? Why were the victims of her rage? And I think everybody in the room in in the airport hangar there was her victim. But the two gentlemen, why did they continue to speak to her in a manner that was, I can't call it reasonable because when someone talks to you that way, is that the way you respond? Why, 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 Mayor? Listen, I am I, I am confused at how and I'm saying confused being a little coy, mm-hmm. how all these authority figures have this much restraint in the face of Karens. But if this was a black person, that would have that would have ended with the first rant. She was stumping her feet, getting closer and closer to these, these gentlemen, screaming, demanding something that's unreasonable. We all know once a bag is on a plane, you're not gonna, they're not gonna stop a plane and give you your bag back. This is this is the benefit of being a white woman. And she expected what she's always given, what America has always given her, which is anything and everything she wants. And it was on display 100% right here. When she wasn't, a taser would have been reasonable in this moment, I believe, because she's refusing, refusing to stop and be reasonable. And she's demanding to get on a plane and even makes a, an, a, a jot for the plane, I mean the boarding door. And I'm thinking to myself, ain't no way, ain't no way I'm ever gonna act like that because I know what's gonna happen to me. I'm gonna be banned from anybody's plane forever. Uh, even if I buy a toy plane, I probably won't even be able to fly it um, because I'm black. Yeah. Okay, you don't take your, if you're wearing beats as you walk through and you don't take those off, I can assure you, Mayor, you're not, you probably will be jailed, okay? She also made threats. I would say that she needed to be questioned by authorities here. What is, why do you, why are you going back on to the plane or, or trying to, to retrieve that bag? We've all been in this position, we've all been frustrated before. She threatened to stalk the man basically. I'm following you and I'm going to do this, okay? And nobody does a thing. Nobody does a thing, okay? I just, I don't understand it. But they're all around us, okay? They're all around us. Um, how about a double dose? You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a and Sunday? You're going to feel free! Back off! I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Terrible. She is because my her husband, please. sister, Mary, Mary, please, please, Mary before I really get mad. Listen. No. Please, she harassed him. Leave now. Don't you push me. I will push you and I will drag you by the feet. 
me. Call. Pray for her soul. She's a we bitch. Are. She's nothing but a Goodbye. bitch. Goodbye. Bitch. Goodbye. Bitch. You better pray for her. You better Those pray kids. for your soul. Those kids went to hell. Goodbye. Don't you dare touch me. I will Don't touch you. you. Touch I will drag you by the feet. Ever. Leave, 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 leave. Ever. Those kids yeah, went to hell. I hope you never come to me. Those kids. Whatever happened to slow singing and flower bringing? <laughs> what whatever happened to let's just get together and fellowship and honor someone's memory, heal as a family. This Karen kicked out of a funeral. We'll tell you a little bit more about her, and then we'll get the mayor to comment. Uh, here's what the poster says about her, and this may help give you some context. Uh, so this lady was married to a son that was raised by my great aunt whose funeral we were at. This nutcase proceeded to go off and hit my dad and funeral director as well. My dad's responses still crack me up five plus years later. Okay, Mayor, there's she was relentless. Okay, she was gonna be heard. And it's almost halfway through, I wanted to scream out, you know the dead woman can't hear you, right? Okay, then stop. Why do you have to have, and why do these Karens have to have the last word? And then I have another question for you. Is that is that though part of it, this whole thing where I'm gonna have the last word no matter what, even at a funeral, Mayor? Yeah, I, you know what? I think it's something deeper than that. I mean, let's let's mm. let's talk about the history and 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 it, it clicked right there. Watching the second Karen, the double dose of Karen. This is America. This is American history, right? We know that everything harmful that protects white women and give them the right to act this way is is rooted in the idea that white men need to protect white women from these these radical black men who was posited as a sexual threat to white women. During slavery, and and this was this gay white men the right to be as violent as they wanted to, even though it was white men that were raping black women uh, whenever they wanted to during slavery, and in some cases raping black men as well. People don't talk about that at all. Mm -hmm. And 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 then we also saw this with the with the 1915, the movie Birth of a Nation, the first Birth of a Nation that was actually the first motion picture ever shown in White House, where Joe Wilson played it, and. It was the racist nature and the birth of the KKK because they needed to protect white women from these sexual crazed black men. When in actuality, it was these sexual crazed white men that were doing all the raping. So we we know this is this is the this is the benefit or the birth of Karen. So I think Karen, looking at these women act like this, and all I can think about is America did this. This is this is not a unique situation. This is why it keeps happening at all class of white women in any circumstances, grocery stores cookouts and then now funerals that white women demand to be heard and protected from other people. Even to the point she's getting kicked out of the door still telling him to get out. She's telling him to get out of his family's members funeral. This is this is a level of privilege that is unmatched by other anything other than hundreds of years of protection from something that is not really a threat. But because I said it is and I'm white, it is a threat. I love the way you break down history, but it's so dark. It is so dark, Mayor. And when you you say hundreds, 
of years, this privilege, this this way of doing business that is American. How how do we escape it? And it's unfair because we only have a couple seconds left in this segment, Mayor. But that we can't dial it back, can we? And, and, and able to dial it back, we have to redo this whole country. I think we need a do over that's impossible and unrealistic. That part, Mayor Mondale Robinson. Um, I hope you've warmed up there in North Carolina. Uh, we're just getting started here. This is indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed and for Dr. Rashad Richie, we're right back. Welcome back to Indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed in for Dr. Rashad Ritchie alongside the Enfield, North Carolina Mayor Mondell Robinson, co-hosting today. And Mayor, um, time to spin the wheel. Thousands of other progressives, you can join them in bringing TYT's mission of positive change to life by becoming a member today. And here it is, when you sign up for an annual membership, you'll get to spin the wheel to win limited time perks from TYT. I've heard it from a good source that you have a 25% chance to win a Blue Apron $100 gift code. That's awesome. It's a true gift card, you can use it Blue Apron. I mean, 25% chances, can you imagine? Mega millions, a lot of, you don't have these kind of odds, okay? But here, 25% chance, one in four wins, okay? Other prizes include awesome offers from Shop TYT. Check it out, sign up at tyt.com slash spin or scan the QR code to get started. When we say members make TYT possible, it's not hyperbole. <laughs> Literally cannot do it, cannot do it without you. Uh, let's get to some viewer comments, shall we? Uh, TYT members, tyt.com. Uh, this one over Karen going ballistic over her luggage at the Texas airport. Mickey C, the silver haired dragon says, so many of these Karens are incapable of speaking in a normal voice. Isn't that the truth, Mickey? Uh, they scream like banshees because she thinks that will make her heard. To sane people, that doesn't work. The childish Tantrums are automatic turnoffs. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Uh, the TYT member, uh, do you notice that these Karens do the shakes, stomping, and screaming together? This should be a new dance move called the Karen. She clowned like a petulant child. I do think that. That, but the problem is, well, a lot of people can dance who you thought couldn't dance, um, and we are seeing these Karens do this coordinated. This coordinated move, if you will. Um, let's go to um, YouTube comments now. Uh, Karen interrupts the funeral. Um, well, I'll tell you what. Let's 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 see uh, how people feel about Tory Lanes. Um, yeah, that's right. Okay, D three, sir. Guilty, it's that simple, Mayor, right? I mean, as people give out this disinformation, isn't it up to our members, our viewers, everybody to say, no, not true, not what happened? Absolutely, and I think I think when people, I, I have a problem when people say something, pick and choose your battles. When you pick and choose your battle, you're picking and choose which, which people that need your help to yeah. leave behind. So we're obligated to speak up all the time about truth and, and justice. And in this case, whenever we see misinformation about the outcome of this trial or about Megan, it's our job to say something. When we don't, we're complacent in it. 
Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And uh, want to say thank you to see Michael Henson. Um, appreciate your your donation there. And I think you have it just right. It upsets me that Black women are the least protected group of people in the world. The people attacking Magdi Stallion are worse than white supremacy. Is that too strong, Mayor? No, I think I think I think that's absolutely correct. When you are when you are when you're silent about uh, the the harm the sexism or racism against black women, then you two are guilty of it. So I think that's the right language, that's the right tone. And I think when we, when we make people uncomfortable to think about that, it is our job to do that, just that. It is not okay to sit silent while the world, her, her counterparts in the rap business and also bloggers uh, sit and destroy this woman for simply reporting the fact that she was shot. Yeah, uh, let's give you one more uh, real quick Twitch. Uh, Karen going ballistic over the luggage. Another comment here uh, from It's Just Vegas. Damn, girl, you aren't the first or the last to have problems at the airport. That's a bit of an understatement. It's just Vegas. We appreciate <laughs> we appreciate very much um, the comments there. But you know these Karens and their behavior, we've all seen it, and it certainly does um, resonate. Well, let's remind you of a Raiders fan versus a Patriots fan here. A Raiders Karen got in a Patriots fan's face for cheering on his team. The man was contacted by another fan. Let's remind you of that initial altercation. So we're we're going to show you what the Patriots owner did in just a moment. But just real quick, Mayor, on this one, what is it about people who they they drop their kids off to school? They're part of the bake sale. They they're at the water cooler. You probably have kind words with them on a Monday morning. But as soon as they sit in some nosebleed seats, overpriced NFL seats, they behave like fools. 
Yeah, listen, this this was disturbing to me. I think people people have to understand these are clips at different parts of the game, which means this woman and this man continually came across the aisle because their seats were to the left of the aisle to get in this man's face. For him to sit there and take that all game is way better and way more for than I would have been. I would have been I, I would have responded probably in a different manner. I think um what what we what we're seeing is these are this is your true character. Uh, you are all in his face, uh, bumping into him, and then the man is sloppy drunk over there talking about or add, you know adding fuel to the fire. Uh, don't touch me. You're on the wrong side of the aisle where your nosebleed seats are, talking about don't touch me. You are you are putting yourself in his personal space, saying don't touch me. This is again an epitome, the epitome of white supremacy. I I own all this space, even the space that you physically occupy. So don't touch me in mine. Uh, it was disgusting, true, hard to watch. Yeah, and like you said, the, the, no, no one in your party of two would say, maybe I'll take turns and say, hey, come on, calm down. Let's, let's just, let's simmer down. No, no, uh, Bob Kraft, the owner, colorful owner of the Patriots. Um, so he said, you know what? I'm gonna do something nice here. So let's watch that. How are you, man? All right, good to see you. I'll tell you, what you did was so classy. And you represent what our whole franchise is about, building bridges. Yeah, yeah but that's, that's got your got my name on it. Name and yeah. Okay, thank you. Okay, maybe you stay with it. So I got another, you know what? How about you guys, it's kind of cold. How about if you come to our suite and watch the game there? Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. Yeah, why not? The food is good. You know, the owner's sweet. That's the. It's not the overpriced. They pretend it's the fillet and stuff. This he's got the real stuff. They probably had lobster there too. Um, so let's tell you more about it. Bob Kraft there um, invited the young man to the Patriots Bengals game this weekend. Look at them together. They partied. They had a great time. Uh, the gentleman Jerry Edmond says the altercation happened after his beloved Pat scored a late in the game touchdown against the Raiders. And though his team was losing. Edwin was eager for something to celebrate at his first visit to an NFL game. This is his first experience at an NFL game, and this is what went down. He shouted words of support for his New England Patriots. It all started when the woman comes up to me and she tells me it is disrespectful that I am cheering for the Patriots in the Raiders stadium, her house. That part, Mayor, you 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 said she owns everything. This this woman at the game, Bob Kraft, the owner, um, invited him to the suite. And and here's what what Mr. Edmund said about that. I got a whole lot of chance of Jerry and just good deeds never go unnoticed. It was like a dream. It was like a dream. I was shell shocked for half of it, <laughs> for most of it, actually. And he even has the jersey, the Patriots gave him his name right there. And if you know anything about New England and the pride, even during a losing season, they've taken the team. This was everything to Mr. Edmund. Why do you think, Mayor, that Mr. Edmund didn't strike back? I think I know as a black woman um, who's been around enough black men in stressful situations, why? But but I want to hear your take, Mayor. 
Yeah, I mean, it's probably a combination of being black in America and understanding that the whole force of this country's law uh, establishment would, would have been against him if he touched that white woman or even that white man. And then also the idea that he's at a, his first game. Um, and, you know, like you said, the Patriot fans are, you know, loving and faithful fans. So, uh, well, I'll take away the loving. The faithful part is regardless of their season record, they, they are super faithful. So I think him not wanting to spoil or wind up in a jail cell probably had a lot to do with that. I think it's funny um, that we're talking about these uh, white people that showed up this way with Raider jerseys on and then this black man with a Patriot jersey. <laughs> the irony of that, you know, if you consider that white people raided Africa to bring black people over here and the way we defend, we're forced to defend this country regardless. And he had on a Patriot jersey, it was all too much for me. Um, so I, I mean, I have so much more to say about this, including Rob, you know, crap, I am not, I'm not teased with crap at all. Yeah. Uh, and you know, people may forget that it was 2020 when he was donating large amounts of money to Donald Trump's campaign. And he got called out by uh, the Spurs coach the, in a, a different sport, basketball. Mm -hmm. Akovich told him he's a hypocrite for giving yeah. so much money uh, to Donald Trump while you sit and try to put out uh, statements about uh, George Floyd's murder. So okay. for him to say that this young man with all this poise and control represents everything his franchise stands for, I, I wanted to laugh hard because his franchise is responsible for deflate gate where they flatten balls so Tom Brady could throw touchdowns when it was ice cold outside and his players still could catch them. And they won a Super Bowl off of that. His players were, they're responsible. His franchise is responsible for recording other teams' plays um, using technology that is illegal in the NFL. So I, I, I laugh, there's no trust in Robert Kraft and also his franchise. So it is actually that man's behavior that is the opposite of what his franchise stands for. Well, don't forget about the NFL commissioner who had to be pretty much, it looked like a hostage video in his basement when he had uttered the words Black Lives Matter. He was forced to, you know, I don't know who was behind the scenes, you know, or how he was coerced, but it looked like a hostage video. And it is interesting, Bob Kraft, he did something nice here and, and Mr. Edmonds was happy, but when he said, I almost fell out when he said, you know, this everything, he used the word class. Mayor, and this is the same guy. I thought he might throw in a massage too or something, but he didn't do that. He didn't go that far. He just said, "Come to the suite and enjoy yourself." No, nothing else nefarious there. He probably cut the massage. That part about the massage got cut out the clip. <laughs> yeah, it probably did. They might have. Yeah, I don't want to disparage Mr. Edmund, but I know what Bob Kraft enjoys. How he enjoys partying because I read it in the paper. Uh, we'll move on. Uh, a woman who decides that she wants to poor shame somebody. You know, you you people are always using your EBT cards and buying expensive stuff, and you should work for a living. Okay, uh, let's let's play you the video because it explains it better than I have. Remember the lady Don who hates poor people that found the receipt at Costco? Ooh, I have an update for you guys. Are you ready? So this Karen out in Marietta, California claims that she found a receipt with $613 worth of premium meat purchased at Costco with an EBT card. And there was an $1,800 balance and she basically shamed the person who used this card to purchase their meat. Well, Twitter did their thing and turns out old Don is the one who actually used the EBT card. After Don's tweet went viral, stealth internet users looked her up, found her Instagram and noticed something pretty suspicious. Several of the items on the receipt she found now appeared on her Instagram. 
like this pork belly. And they went to her Facebook and found the stakes. They also looked on up and found out that she has a $3 million PPP loan that she took out that was also forgiven. After Twitter users threatened to turn Dawn in for fraud, guess what she did? She deleted her Twitter. It's nothing worse than an anti-poor hypocrite, especially one that leads a whole trail of evidence back to themselves. Don McKenzie, do better. The internet's watching. I wish you all could have seen um, Mayor Robinson's face. <laughs> he was watching the TikToker break that down, Mayor. You, because each time he divulged more information about what Dawn had done, your face was, it was, you've seen and heard it all, Mayor. But this one, it just blew your mind. Yeah, I think it goes back to this idea. First of all, the audacity. The audacity to this is this is the this is the height of misinformation, right? Uh, well, first we're shaming people for being poor about what they buy in their grocery on their grocery list, meaning certain people don't deserve to eat quality food. That's that's the first intent. The second thing to understand wow. America's at a point where people will side with you. You're comfortable enough to share this, even if it was someone else's receipt. That's disgusting in itself. There was a time in this country's history where being poor elicit this country's help. Now being poor is something to be uh, talk about or looked down upon. And I think that goes back to uh, when when and who was available to get help. If you think about the times on the Great Depression, this country stepped up huge to make sure people had, even if it was small, people had enough to survive and eat. But that was when they were taking care of white people. Um, but when the other people were just uh, old services, social services, it became all right to demean uh, those who are receiving those services. This is absolutely disgusting though, when you realize this woman is using her EBT card or one that she got somewhere or from mm. somewhere to buy, to buy ideas. And that makes me believe that she plotted, this is premeditated. I'm gonna go in here and buy all these groceries and then take a picture of this receipt immediately. She didn't think of that after she left the store. This was her intent and it's absolutely disgusting. And thank God for Twitter and folk that had time today. Yeah, they had time and you got yourself into this, Dawn. And here's the other thing, Mayor, that people may not realize. And we'll put this up on the screen because the picture's worth a thousand words. She loves the Bible. She loves Jesus. She's a Bible thumping Costco Karen, we'll call her, aka Dawn E. McKenzie. And she really tried to ruin Christmas, but got caught. That's really what happened here. Costco Karen has since deleted her social media accounts. Uh, as the TikToker told us, because honest people called her out, and that's the the rub. She can eat all the 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 finest meats and wine and cheese and dine however she wishes, but you try it. You're not worthy. It's like how kings and queens, you know, you get the scraps. That's how she feels. Um, <laughs> the this ugly. Artwork, we'll call it on her wall, reads, all I need today is a little bit of coffee and a whole lot of Jesus. Well, she got she got hers, didn't she, Mayor? Uh, again, the tragic comedy of her downfall came about after she took it upon herself to share photos of the Costco receipt, complaining that whoever spent $600 on luxury food using their EBT card was taking advantage of you, the taxpayers. And remind us, Mayor, who is the biggest benefit of tax dollars all too often, okay? It's true, listen, uh, you're, you're right. It's always, 
Listen, we 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 people don't want to believe this. Black people are not black and brown people are not the largest benefactors of social programs. It's white women, white people all over this country receive more funds from the social network. And then if if you want to go a step further and talk about other government subsidies, it's definitely not black people getting those. It's large corporations started and led by white people that are getting the bulk of those tax breaks. And the same is true with white farmers getting subsidies, uh, not yeah. food. So this, so this, this idea of social giving from our federal government, our tax money, it's not black and brown people that are benefiting. It is the white, it is the majority of white people that are. And I think the disgusting, the disgusting part of this, the disgusting part of this is you literally are trying to get likes on social media or projecting for projecting a life that you're not living. Um, you're not living this life where you are cooking and living off of pork belly and shrimp and New York steaks and lamb from monies you've earned. It is tax dollars, the very tax dollar that you're acting as if you're defending. Um, it's you that are that's, that's a fraud. And I'm, when I say you, I'm talking about the entire yeah. institution of whiteness. That's mm-hmm. the fraud. No wonder they don't want us to look under the hood. With this CRT and all this, no wonder you don't want us to look under the hood. There's nothing nice there. But as you said, the only way to undo it, we gotta unpack everything, okay? All the bags have to be unpacked here. As we said, Internet Sleuths, they got to work. They had plenty of time, perhaps over the holiday, okay? They found out the receipt was hers. They looked at the cooked evidence on her Instagram and they threw a coming out party for her. But there's more because it's not just an EBT card. And there you see the receipt and the cooked meats. I don't know if I want to invite her to the cookout, but she expensive cut of meat. It's forgiving, Mayor. Okay, maybe it was good. I don't know. Was it worth it? Is the question. She also they they learn <laughs> they discovered Dawn had her own PPP loan forgiven. Three million more dollars, Mayor. Taxpayer money, as she likes to get, taking advantage of you, the taxpayers. I'll give you the last word on Dawn. I think the last word on Dawn is, uh, you know what, your whiteness caught up with you, and I'm happy about it. <laughs> I, I just, I, I don't know what to say about someone who's not just getting over, Mayor. She's not just getting over, but she wants to get over, get away with it, and call out other people. I just. What what fun? How is that fun? Isn't it just enough fun if you're so inclined to get away with it? Why the extra layer? Why the extra joy in in this thing? The projecting. Yeah, I think that we, this is the era. This is the time we find ourselves in where you can lie. I mean, Marjorie Taylor, a congresswoman, exists just for this very reason. She is the disgusting thing she's always relevant against, and it's okay for her to do it because it makes her popular with a certain segment of America. That segment is white Christians. It just this. I I want some pork belly. Other than that, uh, that's a period. I just, Dawn, you're unwell. Get some help. We're right back. Much more indisputable. When we come right back. Welcome back to Indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed in for Dr. Rashad Ritchie, the Honorable Mayor of Enfield, North Carolina. Mayor Mondale Robinson is the co-host today and a newlywed. So congrats to you, Mayor. We appreciate you. Um, let's get some viewer comments in, shall we? TYT members, um, this is about a Bob Kraft's uh, 
rewarding that Patriots fan after an encounter with a Karen, a Raiders Karen. Conrad Williams says Reagan was a big poor shamer. Um, so he's commenting on both, uh, always talking about welfare queens and big bucks buying steaks while taxpayers struggle to buy hamburger. Uh, Conrad, you're right. Um, Ronnie Reagan did do that, didn't he? Um, YouTube now, this on the Patriots fan rewarded after that Karen encounter. Tall lady says, I bet that Karen was mad that this man got treated out to a lovely front row seat. Game, of course, okay. Had a hangover and then had to see that. Uh, Michelle says, wow, epic. Checkmate, and she's a criminal too, talking about the Costco uh, Karen who tried to pour shame others. Uh, Ford Country says, followed by Scott Bayo, yeah, now there's something to be proud of. Again, about the woman who decided to project onto others what she was actually doing. Twitch real quick, um, Gomez42420 says, I bet that Raiders couple is seething now, LOL. Uh, I bet they are too. And uh, Jax Drax, Karens don't have to behave or have manners apparently yet get to police others for the same behaviors they themselves lack. And that is really the rub here, isn't it? There's two Americas. Uh, one for black and brown people and one for others, okay? Make up the rules as you go along. It doesn't apply to you until it does. Um, they get to decide everything. They're the deciders of everything. And that brings up this next one, an officer who laughed at a woman, a senior citizen arrested over a trash bill. Uh, one of those Alabama officers, you can hear him. Uh, last month, this happened to an 82 year old woman arrested for not paying her $77 trash bill. And again, heard laughing during the encounter. <laughs> you Martha Minifield? I am. Ms. Minifield, we have a warrant for you. What? Not paying your trash bill. What? Yes, ma'am. No, you I'm not joking. So you go to handcuff me and take me to jail. Yes, ma'am. I got to. What if I'm mad at? <laughs> I'm serious. It's a warrant. Uh, Failure to pay solid waste, and here's all, all your information. I I guess it's part of the job. I I wouldn't have that job, not on that day. And whatever happened to discretion? Um, I was gonna say, Mayor, it's part of the job, apparently. Um, and I'll get your comments. Uh, but at the end of the day, what's so funny about I wouldn't be, I my stomach would be turned if I had, quote unquote, had to do this. Uh, but let, let's show you the other part of the video. Body cam footage was released Thursday, uh, obtained by Long Crime Network. You should have got a phone call from the code enforcement about a month ago saying, hey, you need to come pay your trash bill. Reason well, I'm not saying anything because my daughter takes care of that for me. Yes. You know, I, I, I'm just saying. Okay, well, she had not been doing it. 
I need gotta go with me today. Anything you need to grab right quick you can and um we'll be going on down the way. So what would I have to pay? It'll be $285 to get out at the PD. If not, I have to take it to the county jail. Oh, Lord. Uh. Yeah, I'm going to put you in these right quick. Okay? They're going to be in the front. Oh, wait. I, I got you. I got you, okay? You're not appreciating yourself. Arresting. Uh. I I am Function. so I am so sorry, but the law is the law, Miss Man. I can't if the law is the law, Mayor, we need to change the laws. If the law is the law, the law's gotta change. Eighty-two years old, a seventy-seven dollar trash bill. I think he said if she paid eighty-five dollars or something about the county jail. Remind people who are under the false impression that there is no debtor's prison in America the truth, please, Mayor. Uh, this is this is that was that's a rough story to watch. Yeah. First of all, code enforcement should not have the right to issue or have people arrested. Uh, this is definitely criminalizing poverty and people living in poverty. The fact that you can't pay a bill, get you locked up, is debtor's prison by default. I mean, by definition. Um, and then the actual the price he said was two eighty five, which is a two hundred and seventy percent increase. Oh, that's the dollar that she owed. Um, so if you're having problems with $77, now you have to pay $285. What is the likelihood of that? This cash bail all needs to go away. The tragedy and, and the, the crash beha behavior of this officer laughing in her face. This woman is tr truly in, in a stressful situation. And she's called on, she thinks he's playing a trick on her joke. <laughs> can't be real. You ought to be ashamed of yourself from our community says something completely different. I'm a Southern raised black boy. I know what it means when an 83 year old black woman says you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Mm -hmm. That is the height of disgust and distrust from our community. And him acting as if he had nothing he could have done. He could have walked away. He didn't have to serve her. Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't have served anybody. The process, the serving process was more than $77 that she mm -hmm. owed. Him driving a company car, a taxpayer owned car, the gas, the car itself, his time, and also the process of printing and writing a warrant for her arrest cost more than $77. This is absolutely disgusting. And there's just that that, that rap song, this is America, <laughs> okay? Yeah. This is America. And, and here's the thing, you have the chief now. Okay, the Facebook post, Police Chief Mark Reynolds defending his officers, claiming the department's hands were tied on whether to handcuff Miss Menafield after magistrate signed off on her arrest. So there's just a, a, a gang of degenerate people or degenerate behaviors involved in this conspiring here to do this disgusting work. In the post, he added that the 82 year old grandma was treated respectfully. I didn't see that. Did you see that mayor? Treated respectfully by our officers in the performance of their duties and was released on a bond as prescribed by the violation. His response was the only one from city officials at the time of the incident. Let's give you some of the reporting on this CBS 42 reporting on it, at least two dozen people 
have been arrested for failure to pay garbage fees in Valley, Alabama. Targets of a process that has criminalized debt in a city that contracts its solid waste services to a private company. That from CBS 42, a review of court documents shows that individuals arrested over unpaid trash fees in Chambers County are often people facing financial difficulties, you think? People of color, you think? Or people with disabilities, that part. Some residents records show have been arrested repeatedly and most charged criminally with failure to pay trash bills and up paying hundreds in these court costs and fees in addition to the bills themselves. Additionally, CBS 42 found the cost of an average criminal case over unpaid trash fees in Chambers County, Alabama. It's this part, Mayor, that you alluded to. About $451 of that amount, only about 122 is for the original trash bill. While the remaining $329 stems from various court costs and fees. Mayor, I was in Ferguson. I was in Ferguson, Ferguson, Missouri, okay? Hands up, don't shoot. Whatever you want to think about that narrative, I was there. And that's exactly, Ferguson existed on the backs of poor people. They hunted people down for jaywalking to support their salaries. Is, is that what's going on here? And then you throw in the added, oh yeah, it's a private company dictating to authorities what they can do to an 82 year old grandmother over a $77 trash bill. $77, it's not even enough to take the small claims court. And now, but what you said is right. This is a, this is a money racking scheme. We see the court and everybody benefiting from this. The tragedy of this is what's not said, meaning who's not charged with these fees. I, when I got I became mayor, I saw our code enforcement who was a white man choosing not to violate white people in the town of Enfield for their grass being too high. Almost all, almost 99% of the charges for code violations were black people. So when you think about that, you see how this system works. It's though it's what's not said, who's not charged. And then you see the majority of the people are people with disability and people of color that are charged. And I bet it's people with disabilities that make up even more of those charges. And I think that is absolutely disgusting in itself. It's sick. America is sick. Look at your life, America. And you wonder why some people never take responsibility for their actions. So let's give you an update on this one. Capitol Rider planned to assassinate FBI agents who are investigating him, right? First you're caught, you're under investigation, and now you decide, no, I'll just get rid of them. Because there's no way I'm gonna be held accountable. Edward Kelly wanted to attack the FBI field office in Knoxville, Tennessee with the help of Austin Carter. Look at these two geniuses. Again, I say it, there should be a banner across it. This is America, right? There is American as apple pie, okay? Kelly was among the writers who followed Capitol Police Officer Eugene Goodman. Remember the brother who was the hero who led these fools away? from the lawmakers, that Eugene Goodman, the officer, the honorable officer. <sighs> Follow him up the set of stairs asking Goodman, where are they counting? Goodman has been credited with again, leading these angry rioters who were up to just filth and terrorism away from the Senate chamber. 
Kelly was arrested in May of this year for his part in the Capitol riot. From there, things allegedly escalated to him plotting to take out the law enforcement personnel investigating him. Boy, you this you're big, very big. Okay, you got a huge pair here. But a third person allegedly stepped forward to authorities and agreed to make secret recordings of their plans. Okay. December 14, 2022, at approximately 3.45 p.m., witness one had a recorded call with Kelly over service one. Kelly started the call by saying, I just sent Austin a message. Here's your course of action. If I'm extradited to DC or you don't hear about my status within 24 or 48 hours of my, if they're coming to arrest me again, start it. You guys are taking them out at their office. What you and Austin need to do is recruit as many as you can, call who you need to, and you're going to attack their office. Can you imagine a fool ordering you to do this to the FBI? <laughs> who, who are you? I'm sorry. The recording continued, if the same thing happens to any of you guys, I'm doing the same thing, okay? Yeah, I'm gonna take your word for it. Why don't I just take your word for that, okay? Witness one replied, just to make sure I'm understanding which office we're going after the Knox one, right? Kelly replied, yes. Further told witness one, once you guys have enough people, you don't have time to train or coordinate, but every hit has to hurt, every hit has to hurt. My, I can't get back these few seconds, okay? My brain hurts now, okay? From listening, reading, this is ridiculous. But wait, there's more, okay? The charges after getting caught against Kelly and Carter, conspiracy, retaliating against a federal official, interstate communication of a threat, and solicitation to commit a crime of violence. I am truly concerned about the fabric of America Mayor and the collective brain power. Does privilege and never being held accountable diminish the capacity to reason, to think? It has to. I think, listen, I think white supremacy is a sickness in itself. The idea that you are superior because of your skin color. Um, and I think this is linked to it. We, we hear Donald Trump talking about the FBI doing fake investigations. We hear we hear them talking about defund the FBI. Um, all of this is linked to this idea that American patriotism is not for the flag. It's not for the country. It's to protect the institution of whiteness, period. All of this boils down to that. And we should we should acknowledge that. And the sooner we do, the more likely we are to address these behaviors. It's not a one-off thing. On all it's going to take is one of these people to be successful in their attacks, and someone is going to be truly hurt. Mayor Mondale Robinson, Enfield, North Carolina, speaking truth to power. Appreciate you always. Thank you for joining us on Indisputable. Love having you as a co-host, and love your historical context, the lessons that you teach, and can't wait to do it again, Mayor. Best to you. We're back with more Indisputable tomorrow. Thanks for joining us.
Welcome to Indisputable. I'm your host, Dr. Rashad Richard. We got a lot happening today. But what do we do on this show? We tell the truth. You know why we tell the truth? Because the truth is simply indisputable. Rashad, great to be here. Congratulations on the new show. And I gotta let everybody know that Rashad and I go way back. People still need health care, so I won't stop. People still need criminal justice systems reform throughout this country, so I won't stop. And you won't stop either.